I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to find answers, insight, or just comment about things that are out of the ordinary, mysterious, intriguing. I don't care if it's angels to aliens, shadow people to hat man. We discuss it here on this program. But having been the person that introduced two paranormal phenomena to the world, shadow people and hat man, I do tend to get more of those more than anything. But honestly, I welcome especially Love near-death experience stories. Love angel encounter stories. Love holy encounter stories. In fact, I've written more books on those topics than I have on these demonic things. But hey, I like to keep it open. (laughs) So you guys, go to HeidiHollis.com. Send me as much detail as you'd like in an email from the site And tell me what's been going on. How does it make you feel? What was going on in your life when these things happen? These things are really important because it helps me to determine and to understand better, and the listeners too, to understand better about what exactly may have happened and why. Now, I will also say the website, I have a page there where you will be able to see a lot of the things that I discuss here on the show. Go to the radio page and it will indicate some of the details here from this program. You know, I have to say as well, if you want to come on this show and share whatever it is that you've personally experienced, you're also welcome to do that. I don't just have to read your emails off on this program. But hey, I know a lot of people, they get nervous when they come on a show and it's all good. So I do not mind one bit. And in fact, I'm going to start off with a very detailed email here that comes with some intriguing images that you will see posted on HeidiHollis.com. 
And this is so detailed, which I love. This is going to really, really help pull your attention and paint the picture about what it is, what's going on in this person's life. It starts off with, hey, Heidi, I hope you're doing well. I finally have my story. LOL. So here it is. I've been chatting with Heidi for a while, and she's a godsend. Oh, that's sweet of you. I'm telling you guys, if you find me online and you want to chat, I will chat with you. People are always surprised, and I'm like, hey, if I if I have the time, why not? So, okay, she continues. I'm going to tell my story about my experiences with the hat man, but also thought I'd add all the other crazy stuff to happen in my life that is either other experiences, or it's the hat man. Anyway, here I go. It took me a while to write this and to get the courage because I tried to send my story before, but my tablet weirdly shut off. That's a common occurrence, believe it or not, having odd things going on with electronics when it comes to this topic. When I went back into my tablet, every single app was gone. It was blank. Oh, wow. Okay, so I have to tell you guys, so even though I chat with people, and Marsha is somebody that is very kind, and she has popped up several times, and we've chatted. Um, I don't always get all these details, so this is just as surprising uh, for you guys as it is for me. So, um, wow. So I, I don't know all these details, and I didn't read this in advance. So, um and I often don't read these in advance. So if you hear me like stutter, stop, like if the English is broken or something, I'm trying to make it up as I go along here. So don't mind me. <laughs> all right. So she continues. But then a couple of minutes, it all came back. But my whole story I had written was gone. Oh, wow. I spoke to Heidi right away and she reassured me this happens a lot with the hat man. <laughs> What did I just say? See, I didn't read this in advance. So when others try to write her, or if uh, they try to write herself. So it has taken a few months. I found Heidi's book three years ago after I watched a documentary. And just so you guys know, and I mentioned on another program, none of these film projects out there are actually having me on board. They take from my material and... um, yeah, so I don't advertise these folks on here. Um, that's when I learned that the man in the hat I saw was named the Hat Man. They talk about him, and I was shocked, and it shook me to my core. I looked him up to my absolute surprise, and there he was. And I was like, what? LOL. Then seen everything on Heidi in her book and instantly looked it up and ordered it. It was fantastic to tell everyone I wasn't nuts. Thankfully, my sister believed me. She was going to be there for me until she read Heidi's book. And the hat man came to her. Oh, gosh. She instantly went around her house blessing it. I indicate that in the book just so you guys know, because it's like, oh, but that's always disturbing to me when um, people say that uh, they feel they attracted him to them because they read the book or they saw a film on it. And I can't help but to wonder sometimes um, if that happens because people are so extra aware and they're looking for him and they're saying his name all the time. It's like, you know, my goodness, it's like seeing Beetlejuice over and over. You know, I don't know. Um, So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. To continue, 
um, and the hat man came to her. She instantly went around her house blessing it. That's awesome. And said she didn't want anything to do with it. And my best friend I talked to about it, and he saw the hat man that night standing in his doorway. Okay. You know, because this is such a a big email, I'm just kind of breaking this up as we go along. Um, So, yeah, there is an element that um, it's not like it's not like you're pushing Hatman on these people. Hatman is trying to isolate you. And who best to go after than those that are closest to you, your best friend and your sister. Scare them to pieces so they're not going to be there for you when you need them most, which is a shame that uh, people don't realize, like, this is when you really need their support. Hatman is not there for them. He's there to intimidate and push them away. But you, you're the target. So sending that love and support is uh, very essential for you to be successful and keeping him at bay. So um, I hate when I hear this type of thing. It's so sad. All right. She continues. But luckily he knows and has had experiences with, with the spirit world. That's awesome. And the unknown. But getting back to my story, I realized I had seen the hat man twice in my life. And once I did research on him and seen what his face looked like. So I was probably three years old or younger. Ah, huh, wow. I woke late at night in my mom's bed. And the bed faced the doorway, which was cracked open. There in the doorway was a face peeking in, looking at me. When I saw, it has never left me. It was the scariest face I've ever seen. He was looking at me with crazy eyes, so pale and bald. And he had this huge smile from ear to ear with what looked like shark teeth. Very pointy and sharp. Oh, gosh. Oh, you know, some people will say, oh, is Hatman the same as the Grinning Man? The Grinning Man has these big, nasty teeth. Well, when Hatman smiles, his teeth look just the same. Um, so I think Grinning Man is Hatman, uh, definitely. And are you guys angry as I am when you hear about somebody being three years old or younger having the devil come at them. You know, being a Christian, we have this, this understanding, this, this, um, this position that there's a thing called innocence where we're protected by God. So when uh, something evil comes around us, you know, we're protected. But look at this is somebody that was three years old. And this is not the first time, not by a long shot that I've heard this. And it's just, it's like, what, what exactly is going on here? What, what uh, barrier of protection is being stepped on? And, um, you know, I've spoken uh, to some folks about their potentially being like, curses almost like uh, going down the family line. It's like, that doesn't sound fair, right? (laughs) Why would what my father did uh, translate onto me in my life? Why would this thing come at me? Was I put in a ritual? I think people would be surprised how many people practice horribly dark things, whether knowing or unknowingly, or they think it's innocent to say, something out into the air and they're like, oh, that doesn't really count because I didn't mean it. Oh boy, things are paying attention. 
That's all I could tell you. People think that this world is just one layer when there's things that can walk through the wall and listen. They don't even have to come through the wall. They can hear you. So we have to be careful of our intentions because it does seem like things travel in families, does it not? You've heard it with alien abduction. You've heard it with these demonic things. So why is that? There is definitely something to this, and I I can't say with 100% certainty because lo and behold, we're talking about the paranormal, are we not? So (laughs) it's like, it is what it is. And um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping by talking about it and doing shows like this helps us all realize that uh, we have to protect our most vulnerable, the youngest, the sickly, and the elderly and the mentally ill, and the addicts. When you're inebriated, your guard is down. When you're at your weakest points, these things come looking. So this is when we gotta put our dukes up and uh, not swing on it. Stand strong and be like, don't even, don't even try. My faith is right here. So we're going to continue this very detailed, large email here, and uh, we're going to explore it together because I didn't read it prior, and wow, quite a few layers. So you guys, you're listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and we will be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. 
Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Just before the break, I was reading this very large, very detailed email from Marsha, and she's someone that has uh, chatted with me several times online, and uh, I always welcome that. Hey, if I have the time and you have the time, why not? So don't ever hesitate to reach out and let me know what's going on. But if you'd like to have your email or be a guest here on this program, you do have to send it through my website. And that is what Marsha did here. So to continue, now, this is a rather large email. So I'm taking my time to go through this because I think it's fascinating. And again, I haven't read it prior, but I'm just digging it and um, trying to understand these layers. And uh, I think it helps paint a great picture for people who have not experienced something like this to really understand how deep and terrifying these things go. All right, so the story continues. We had stopped on Hatman's big, nasty, very pointy and sharp toothed grin that um, I compared to what some people will say. It was the grinning man. Well, Hatman has those teeth when he smiles. And it's like a joker smile that goes literally ear to ear. It is so pronounced. And it's so horrifying to bear witness to. Uh, it is something that people never forget. And that is what Marsha actually indicates here. So to continue... Uh, The biggest smile that was so scary that when I see big mouths in scary movies, I instantly think of him. I never would have guessed the hat man in that scary face would be the same person. Because of my first encounter, I grew up a scared child. Oh, gosh. I couldn't be around anyone with a mask on without running for my life and hiding, even family. When I was young, we had a tradition where I live in Newfoundland. It's called Mummers, where family and friends dress up in clothes and masks on Christmas and go house to house to party and drink. That tradition, sadly, isn't around much today, but I was constantly traumatized for years of Mummers coming over to party with Mom. I'd hide and be scared the whole time while they were there even when they showed me who they were underneath. Oh, gosh. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, what a, what a what a impression to keep from the age of three. 
And wow, what a memory to remember that. But I am never surprised anymore. Some of the emails that I get, I guess when you're met with such trauma so young, these things really do last quite a long time. All right, so to continue. As a child, it almost seemed normal for weird things to happen or to hear stories of what my sisters have experienced. Like my sister seeing a huge monkey face in our living room window. So big, she said, probably the size of a car. Or my other sister waking up to hear and see the clothes hangers in the closet moving around on their own. We moved so much as a child. Wow. It sounds like you guys really have quite the paranormal occurrences going on around you, like your family is a vortex. Wow. It it reminds me of myself and my family, to be honest. So, um, I mean, I've seen everything from (laughs) beasts not of this world to uh, angelic things. So, yeah, this is interesting. All right. She continues, I had an experience in some of the houses and one old house we lived in for about a year. I woke up in mom's bed to shadows walking around in the hall when no one else was home. Then in another house, my TV turned on by itself a few times, always on some scary movie. Oh, that was purposeful. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. I used to cry and get my mom most times because it scared me so much. Another house, I was walking up the road after school on my way home, and I seen a German shepherd by my house. One thing different was that it was definitely a spirit dog because it had blue light all around it. It scared me so much, I ran to the nearest house to call my mom to come get me, even though I was only four houses down from the home. My goodness. It just seems like uh, you don't get a break. But I feel you. I never knew if the dog ghost would attack me. Of course, I'd be told I was foolish. Then we made a huge move after mom remarried, moved six hours away from the big city. We lived in this house 10 years until I graduated and moved back to the city. Since I was a scared child, I was afraid to sleep with the lights off, so my mom was trying to get me used to having my bedroom light off. Oh, heck no, right? (laughs) I, I have to confess here, I have to confess here, I've seen a lot of things in the dark, and, uh, I know I've mentioned it here, but uh, Marsha, you should hear this. (laughs) I have no shame in my game. I have a light of some kind near me at all times. And uh, it is a form of protection because these dark things don't like light. But it also helps me to identify what the heck is trying to creep up on me. (laughs) So I don't like surprises like that myself. I'm not one that jumps and screams. Very often. I mean, I can't remember the last time I did. And uh, so it's like one of those things where um, when you could see your enemy, you could protect yourself better. So there's no shame in that. It's like, hey, let people uh, have light if they want to have light. But something I should tell you guys, though, too. 
I was involved in a study once that was uh, testing to see if when you have light reflecting on your skin while you're sleeping, it emits certain reactions in the blood. And I don't know exactly what the scientists were looking for necessarily, like what exactly it was, but it helps to determine if you get better sleep versus than not, uh, if you have light on while you're sleeping. So people up in Canada, uh, and parts of, <laughs> you know, uh, that that region where they have the 24 hours of sunshine, I mean, yeah, so it disrupts sleep uh, to an extent. And people that are not used to that, that move up to those areas, uh, they experience that, I've heard too. So who knows? Okay, just had to put that in there. Okay, so she continues. So my mom left the hall light on. I was 12 years old and awoke of thirst. So I'm still like this to have a cup of water by my bed. So I sat up and was drinking my water and it was 4 a.m. That's when I felt this horrible feeling and could feel eyes staring straight through me. I looked towards my open door and there he was, the tallest man I've ever seen in my life, at least seven to nine feet tall. He was taller than my door. He looked just like the hat man on Heidi's book cover. That book is called The Hat Man, just so you guys know. Um, <laughs> he had on 1800s clothes, long trench coat, boots, and that hat. I paused and looked at him for a second before I panicked and instantly hid under my covers, trying to hold my breath. Wow, so many people, they, they pull up their covers and I, I just... Uh, I think that um, I find that fascinating. It's like, okay, unless it's made of lead, bulletproof, ghost proof, that blanket is not going to be much help. I'm like, jump up and flip the lights on, you know? I know I've done that. It's like, I, <laughs> it's like, that blanket is not going to be helpful. It, it's so bizarre because I've never thought to just pull my blankets up. Hmm. Interesting. So, but I get that often. I get that often. So I, I just find that fascinating. So, all right. So she's under her covers, trying to hold her breath and trying to make as little sound as possible. I decided to try the old pinch yourself and look again scenario, but he was still there. So I hid again, praying to God to protect me. All the while, I was staying as still as possible. You know, almost like in Jurassic Park, where if you stay still, <laughs> the T-Rex won't see you. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's terrible. And therefore, won't eat and kill you. LOL. <laughs> oh gosh. I luckily fell back to sleep. And thankfully, he didn't hurt me. That's another pattern. These people will have this. They pull the blankets up. They're horrified. They're terrified. And somehow they fall asleep. I mean, you would think your adrenaline's pumping where you won't fall asleep. That is just so bizarre. That's another thing. It's like, so I can't help but to wonder if uh, some kind of whammy is being put on people or if, uh, if something else is going on with that. That's something to definitely 
think about, huh? So if you're terrified, blood pumping, you're trying not to breathe. Are you causing yourself to pass out because you're holding your breath too long? Um, did he like, uh, abduct you somehow? You know, alien beings do this and people hide under their blankets when aliens come around. And of course they're subdued. Something knocks them out and they're aware that something knocks them out. I wonder if you're aware that something might have knocked you out. I don't know. But you know, uh, we're going to continue this. This is a, a really interesting email. All right. Well, so we're going to get to our next break. You guys, you're listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we will be right back continuing with this email from Marsha. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which is morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Just before the break, I was talking about this very detailed, large email that Marsha from Newfoundland sent over. And I like these types of emails because it really gives me and you, the listener, uh, in-depth visual on what was taking place throughout a person's life in encountering something like the hat man. So uh, Marcia shared how she's three years old, hat man shows up, and uh, how he has these shark-like teeth, and another time where he came at her, and uh, luckily it didn't cause her any harm, but she hid under her blankets, fell asleep. And I thought that was peculiar because that does happen to a lot of people. It's like, I can't help but to think something else may be going on when that happens. So this is the next day. And she says, I asked my mom if anyone else was in the house, but it was only me, her and my old stepdad. And he's not tall like the hat man. So a couple of years later, I think I was 14 and was staying at my friends for the night. She slept in her tiny bed, and I took the floor. Halfway through the night, I awoke to crushing pain and pressure, like someone was sitting on my chest. Oh, no. I couldn't breathe or move. I thought instantly something was attacking me. It felt like it was fighting me. I finally was able to scream, waking my friend, who instantly turned on the lights. Oh, there, there we go. That's that's my move. Lights come on for me. It's like, oh, it's terrible. Okay, so she continues. After she turned on the lights, she pulled me in the bed with her. I was crying and holding my chest from pain. We honestly didn't talk about it much. But I knew it was the hag. Ooh, She is well known here where I live. I'd hear stories around. We also believe in fairies. We have many stories and lore of them here. Ghost stories were normal to hear about. You know, that's fascinating. You know, different cultures, different areas, they have different understandings. And here we are. So the old hag, believe it or not, is seen oftentimes with the hat man um, directing or hanging out with them. Uh, So she is very similar in her approach with uh, Hat Man. (laughs) She's hideous looking, first of all. And she kind of comes at people while they're sleeping and renders them paralyzed or in pain. They feel like they can't breathe. Uh, Just this horrifying, horrifying sensation. Nothing cute to look at. Just nothing. All right, so she continues. But I had to be careful in what I'd say as a teenager because at the age of 16, I was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder. Oh my gosh. I was in mental hospitals my whole teenage life, drugged on pills. I had shock treatment, had to be fed by others because I'd be knocked out on pills. They'd have a nun and a priest come in to pray next to me. So I didn't talk on the hat man due to doctors saying, oh, it's just a part of your hallucinations. But my sister believed me. 
but I did get sick. I would see shadow people a lot, but they called them hallucinations as well. Okay, I have to stop right here. Uh, So people who have been rendered or called as having mental illness, they do tend to have a lot to say about shadow people and hat man. Um, And it's like, I'm not a physician, not a doctor. So I can't say somebody does or does not have these disorders. But I'm noticing these connections, these similarities, and these people are cognizant and aware and are noticing these things and connections too. That's something that I've um, noticed in my many years of practicing um, and working with those who have various uh, mental illness. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's something that has brought me to an understanding. Again, these dark things look for weaknesses. They look for ways to get at people. So are these people just more aware, more sensitive? Um, it's not my position to say that, but just to see that this is definitely something that is going on. She continues, I've seen a woman who ran beside my car. I've had my stereo in my room turn on, full blast waking me up. We even had the stereo in the living room turn on by itself during the night, waking us all, thinking how strange it was. Strange? It's extremely strange. I mean, who has that? Um, (laughs) Just you and me, Marsha. (laughs) I was kidding. So yes, stuff was real, but I also believe sometimes that I was sick. I do suffer severe depression, anxiety, but luckily still, since I was 21, I've been in remission and I still am, but I still have to take pills just so I don't go back. But since finding out the hat man was in fact real, I started questioning if I was really sick to begin with. But I know it's too late for me. I'm 36 now and I've suffered a lot in my life. These pills are probably the only thing keeping me from losing it. I was diagnosed with other things. I won't go through your list here. So I'm sick 24-7 every single day in pain. I worked at a mental hospital for 10 years before getting sick and having to quit. And that hospital was haunted as well. Oh, that just adds to it, doesn't it? My goodness. Um, But now I've decided to accept my mission on this earth is to help others, especially with seeing hat man and unknown things. My sister's family is a military family. They always live close to airports and on military bases. They said they could be out on their patio and just see UFOs. Her son has awoke to see a few aliens around his bed. Her daughter hears and feels spirits in her room and will close her eyes until whatever it is goes away and turns on her light. Oh my goodness. They've lived in a haunted house themselves with spirits running about. My other sister has felt her bed go up and down tons of times like someone is sitting there as well as having her foot grabbed and pulled. Myself, my mom, and sisters, we have done tarot. (laughs) Gosh, I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, They did my cards a couple of times in a row to see if I'd get the same card. 
And the card I got was the devil. They pull the same card every time. I still get that card to this day. Whew. The best thing we could do with knowing the unknown is true is that with this knowing, I feel we are given a gift to help others and to hopefully open their eyes more. Because if Heidi is correct, that's me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> with the hat man being Aramon, which is something I announced here on this show a couple of episodes ago, which I fully believe she's right. I've done the research myself and she, was like, yes, this is him. Like, holy crap, answers finally, LOL. <laughs> oh my gosh, but that's, uh, that's quite the reaction to it. Uh, let me tell you, I was like a deer in headlights myself when um, I saw the sculpture that was done of Hatman. And it happened to be from 100 years ago by Rudolf Steiner. And he said it was a character called Aramon. That is essentially the devil. And I'm like, yeah, Hatman is the devil. And yeah, that's his face. Creepy, crazy stuff. Um, you know, to comment here, Marsha, he started at three years old having seen Hatman. And if we go and say people have shared hallucinations around the globe in the thousands, I've personally received emails and stories been told to me in the thousands when it comes to Hatman. Could we all truly really be having the same hallucination? I have had others in your situation that have uh, seen him and other dark things. And it's not like you're looking for this, right? It's like, like you said, you stumbled across something online. And uh, lo and behold, you look up Hatman and you find me. And it's such a pattern, guys. It's such a pattern. And it's not something that uh, is in us to try to make up. It's pretty specific. Hatman, three-piece suit, trench coat. Sometimes he's got a cane, sometimes he's wearing a cape, sometimes a trench coat, sometimes a hat, no hat, top hat, gaucho hat, uh, fedora. He changes it up. And that nasty grin, if he does dare to smile, ugh, you just don't forget it. It changes who you are. So even at the age of three years old, to have your reality challenged like that, and it plays upon you, it does. You relive it, you rehash it. And you're more cautious, like you couldn't handle seeing a mask. So I get it. I didn't like dolls. I didn't like clowns. Because what did I see as a kid? I saw a robotic toy clown come after me and my sister when we were kids, and it caused us to pass out. Now, I would have just brushed that off and just let it be, but my sister remembered it too. So it's like, okay... I know I'm pretty sane and pretty stable and I have the support as well to understand that, uh, you know, my whole family, we experience things, your whole family experience things. I don't understand uh, sometimes when people have a little bit too much of an experience, everybody else takes a step back and goes, okay, that's all you, <laughs> but it happens, you know, it can push some of us over the edge. Uh, and it just changed who we are. So 
Well, we're going to continue this after the break. You guys, you're listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and we will be... I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And just before the break, I am going over this extremely detailed and large email that I welcome. So everybody go to HeidiHollis.com if you have a comment, experience, or suggestions that you'd like me to address here on this program. And just send it through the website. 
It is highly welcome that you tell me about what was going on in your life, if it was an experience, and why you might have the position that you do and the perspective that you do as to why certain things happen to certain people, because there are a lot of very subjective factors that I've been finding over the years. So, And if you'd like to be a guest on this show to, again, share your experiences or your research, I welcome that as well. So again, HeidiHollis.com, and I will be keeping my eyes out for your messages. Okay, so Marsha continues with her email. She goes, this year I have been awoken from my sleep to someone coming in my room, walking around to the other side of the bed and just stand there looking at me before sitting on the bed and staring at me some more. Then when I decide to look after a few minutes, no one's there. At first, I thought it was my boyfriend. He said it wasn't. Then it happened a few more times while he was far away working. I think it's the hat man doing this again. But I won't give him the pleasure of my eyes meeting his, and hopefully I'll never have to again. But knowing Aramon, the hat man, well, he wants to be seen. Exactly. That's what I tell people. (laughs) I love that Marsha and others like yourselves out there um, listen and take some of this stuff in when it comes to uh, some of the things I've come across, because uh, it has been a long time, a couple of decades now, pulling these stories together and this research and background and to stumble across Aramon. So uh, go to my episode that is titled The Big Reveal on Hatman, because that's a doozy. And The Eighth Sphere That is another doozy in connection to what is being discussed here in this email. All right, so she continues. We just have to research about him and everything else bad and good in the unknown world and learn to control our fear. Amen, sister. (laughs) I think the more I know, the better I'll be at being prepared if he or his minions come back again. And I believe Heidi and others are right. He has the hag, the black-eyed children, the shadow people working with him or for him. This is why I think he has a lot to do with other things in my life. Yes. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, Even that hag experience I had was probably him. And in Heidi's book, listen to her advice on blessing your home and the other ways to combat the evil. Oh, that's very kind of you again there, Marcia. Um, best to keep ourselves as safe as we can. But anyway, this is my story. It's hard putting it in order and explaining it perfectly, but I hope it helps others. And a big thank you to Heidi for all the work that you've put in to this and try to give us the best answers to the hat man as you can. You are a blessing, Heidi. Wow. I'd still be lost if you hadn't written your book. I'm sure many can agree to the same. Peace and love to everyone. We are going to be okay. Marsha. Oh, that, that really, that just touches me. I, oh, I, I'm, I'm humbled. Um, you know, I have spent many, many, many years being the sole person that takes these emails and I still am. I'm the only one that's uh, answering these emails. And 
Um, and over the years, everybody's like, you know, you could, uh, you could charge for that. I'm like, I'm not a psychic, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not this, I'm not that. It's like, you know, I want to see people do better and be okay. This, this threat, this threat, this hat man threat, shadow people threat. It is so real guys. It is so real. It's, it's nothing to be taken lightly. And, um, I know it uh, seems repetitive sometimes when I talk about some of these things, but I, it's also very necessary, all very necessary. And, you know, if I were just pulling this stuff out of a hat, <laughs> not intended to have that pun, um, but if I was just pulling this out of the air, how about that? That's better. Uh, <laughs> and saying, and voila, everybody, this is the real deal. I just stepped off the bus and I figured I'll just tell you this. No. Um, it's a really, really, uh, peculiar thing to say. And I've been doing talk radio and whatnot for a long time. And I've interviewed a lot of people and I've asked these questions to see, have you heard of somebody that's done this, remembered this, you know? So in my background, I remember before I was born, Okay, yeah, I've heard of people like, oh, I chose my parents. Oh, that's cool. I don't remember choosing my parents. Um, I remember agreeing to be born in order to do exactly what I'm doing right now, which is warning about these dark things, these demonic things, this devil thing. I remember coming from a light <laughs> And um, just being plain, plain and painfully honest. How about that? I mean, just, I don't know how else to put it. I remember these things. I wasn't trying to be regressed. I wasn't trying for anything. I was trying to walk across my living room to go to the bathroom, talking to my friend. Um, I mean, nothing was in my mind. And I was shown who I was and where I was coming from and why I was here. And it was really, really difficult. I was in college at the time. Didn't do drugs, wasn't a drinker. <laughs> um, and having that revelation and remembering, whoa, what am I doing here? I'm going to school to become a therapist? This is not what I came here for. Well, I, I gotta get busy. I have no time. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. It was so important, and I get goosebumps sitting here talking about it. Every time I think about it, I have no doubts about what it was I came here to do, and I've never stopped since those days in the beginning. I didn't practice as a therapist for several years because I was just burning the road trying to get around to conferences to tell people, to warn people, these things are coming prepare. This is what you've got to do. And it's like, well, who is this chick? Why is she doing this? Um, well, I agreed to do this. I came here to be doing this. Um, so when I see message getting distorted out there, uh, it can't be, it just can't be. Um, it's got to be corrected. People have got to be helped the right way. And that is, uh, my goal. That's my goal. So, um, I've never charged a person to talk to me. I've never charged a person to get a response from me. I don't do that type of thing. I figure a soul is priceless, you know? 
silly me. Um, yeah, so it's like, you know, and I've tried to make my books, uh, they were free through a, a program they had on Amazon until they stopped that. But now through Kindle Unlimited, the books are all included. So trying to help people, I, I get such weirdness. I mean, people are so bizarre in the paranormal world, if you haven't noticed. Um, <laughs> I, every once in a while, I get, oh, if you really want to help, why don't you make your books free? I'm like, <laughs> hey, you work for free too, right? <laughs> like, because I know I do. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's like, well, let me let me go and uh, pay for all the paper and hand it out to you. I, I can't do that. You know, it's... <laughs> People are such buttheads, is all you could say, right? I, I don't get it. Um, but somebody could go and write uh, about falling in love with demons and having demon children or something. And there's no question, like, wow, they did such a service to mankind there. So you guys, I know where I'm coming from. And um, I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's like I share these things as painfully, honestly as I can. And I use my real name. A lot of people don't use their real names in this business. You might think they are, but they're not. Ask them. Um, and I understand why I do. Um, but it's like, I, I, I know uh, this is just what I'm supposed to be doing. So um, I put it all out there. I do it all the time. And I would do it all over again. Because it has been absolutely rewarding from the soul of me. It's such a pleasure and such an honor. And, you know, I didn't read this email prior. And it's just, you know, it just touches me, I get these types of responses. And I'm like, you know, that one email made all of this worth it, just to save one, even to save one person, it's that worth it. So I think, uh, we have to place the value on ourselves and on individuals in this battle, this age old battle between good and evil. It's on. It is on right now. People expect seeing chariots in the sky. Well, the UFOs are about to be revealed officially, right? Um, <laughs> that's what you call it. Um, so it's been going on and they're battling it out in the privacy of their own homes. They fight for their lives. I know I have. Fight for your life. And then you're like crawling to work and and you look like you had a fight with the devil and you did. But who's going to believe you without slapping a title on you as being uh, having an issue of some kind? So it's not easy, guys. It's not easy. So I get it. But you know what? One step at a time, pulling our hands together and our hearts, minds, and souls, all of that. It's what it takes so we can win this battle. Everybody's hoping the end of the world is here now. And I'm like, if that's true, we're going to lose way too many people. <laughs> we've got to get it together before that happens. So again, we've come to the bottom of another program. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I have in sharing here. Again, go to HeidiHollis.com. Send over whatever is on your mind. You have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we will catch you next time. God bless and goodbye, everybody.
Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.